Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mind on Mental Health podcast. My name is Andy Dean. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and today I'll be speaking with Donna Kiley. Donna is also a licensed clinical social worker, as well as the site director at Penn Medicine Princeton House Behavioral Health in Morristown, New Jersey. And today, Donna and I will be discussing different ways people can prioritize their mental health while they're at work. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and find it helpful. So Donna, today you're going to talk to us a little bit about how to prioritize your mental health at work. And I guess I'm just wondering if you could say a little bit about why you think that's so important. Yeah, Andy, I've worked uh, here at Penn Medicine Princeton House. This November is going to be 20 years. Oh, congrats. I've been, thank you. I've been reflecting on all the changes that have happened in the work environment, certainly during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And trying to think about what keeps me going and, you know, helping my team keep going. So this topic really is important to me. And I've been reflecting a lot on how we can have our best mental health in our home life, work life. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really important. Yeah, I think, you know, we're sort of noticing the environment around us change in multiple ways, especially during sort of this COVID era. And then that's definitely presenting itself in a certain way, like in our work environment. But I think also just every work environment in general, you know, you hear of or see a new news story, it seems like every day about sort of the uh, friction of people returning back to in-person work versus the virtual work that everyone's gotten so accustomed to. And, you know, your mental health when you're working at home versus when you're working in an office. Me personally, when we sort of made more of a switch to more of a virtual work environment, I thought it was great for like the first six months. And then for the next year, I hated it. Like I did not like it at all. Don't get me wrong. I think there there were some pros for me and some cons, but it definitely got to a certain point where the cons outweighed the pros for me. I could see one of the pros being for some people that like you can sleep in and you can kind of take your time. Definitely no traffic is a pro if you have a long commute. But for me, I have kids. I'm up every day at like 530 anyway. I never really had a commute to begin with. So I just sort of got into this space where I was like sick of staring at my own four walls every all day, every day. But I understand like other people... Like I said, there's no commute to think about. You know, you you definitely can have more flexibility in terms of your time. I get all that stuff. So I don't know. I just feel like I'm reading a new news story every day about sort of the pros and cons of this environment. And now there's sort of like some friction now that everyone's trying to get back into the office, etc. So, I mean, are these the sort of things that we're going to be talking about a little bit? Yeah, I feel right now for mental health professionals, we had one Mm -hmm. option before the pandemic, we, you know, we work with people and it's, you know, our work was in person as it, in my opinion, much of our work should be. Mm -hmm. I think there's so many benefits that the remote work environment has afforded to many people. And I think, you know, I personally, I I feel having a balance of both, I know has been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. And even just to maybe change my perspective, on, um, you know, work-life balance and making sure the mental health worker, you know, we're our best selves for our patients who are coming in Mm -hmm. that really need us to be on our game 
in a very difficult time period. Absolutely. Okay, I, I guess before we get into that, can you just tell people who you are and what you do? I mean, you said you've been working here for 20 years, which is awesome. Congratulations. But w- what's your role? So uh, my name is Donna Kiley. I am the director at Penn Medicine Princeton House, the Moorestown location. I think I'm a bit of, you know, this dinosaur that's um, (laughs) been working in the organization a a long time. And I really pride myself on wanting to stay fresh for the new staff that are joining my staff members that have great longevity. I think that that's what makes Princeton House very special. There Mm -hmm. are many staff along with me that have great longevity. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just important this next phase of the work environment it's important to me that, you know, I'm focusing on my staff's wellness and making sure they're taking care of themselves mm-hmm. so that we can give the, you know, keep giving the best patient care. That's that's why this is so important to me. Great. Um, so you said that you're a dinosaur because you worked here for 20 years. Now, this year is going to be 10 for me. At what point do I become a dinosaur as well? I think maybe hit 15. No. Okay. Um, I have five left. <laughs> right. Um, can we call ourselves something else? Um, it's it, The workforce has made a lot of changes and people <laughs> do change jobs. So I think 10 years is you're, you're right there. That's wow. Incredible. Oh, wow. All right. I, I yeah. wear that as a badge of honor. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. All right. So if we're thinking about ways we can kind of prioritize our mental health at work, where's sort of the first place we should start. Yeah, um, it seems so basic, but I watch many of my staff, you know, move from thing to thing, um, meeting to meeting. And I feel that with a lot of the virtual and remote work that we've done during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we were saying, you know, some of the benefits, people don't have commute. We have many meetings in a row and maybe less breaks. So I feel one of the most important tips is taking short breaks mm-hmm. and having some light moments, you know, where you can vent with a colleague and talk about an issue. Sometimes if you just keep going straight through, it, it's, it doesn't mean you're going to be doing your best work. And, you know, I think just take that pause and you'll, you know, not get to that exhaustion point so that you can be 100% for the patient that is going to sit in front of you in your next session. So I work with my team and I try to practice finding short little breaks so that I can handle a stressful moment. And I think it keeps your mind more sharp. Mm -hmm. Um, Having a healthy mind, taking those breaks, you'll be able to be more focused for what's coming your way um, with the next situation that you're in. So can you give me an example of like what you do when you take one of those short breaks? Yeah. So um, if I'm in person, so I right now work hybrid. We, Mm -hmm. you know, I have many times where I'm on site with team members. I have also many times where I'm on screens most of the day. I, I know what I'll do is in the beginning of a meeting, if I know that I've been in meetings with the same group of people and we're <laughs> headed into the next topic, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, maybe late in the moment, you know, does anybody have a human moment they need? Um, mm. I make it a safe space for people to go take that break. So if we're on camera and I know that we've been in back-to-back meetings, 
I'll just say, I think it's time, you know, if anybody wants to take a human moment, you know, turn your camera off, mute yourself, take a break, and then we'll come back. So I actually invite my colleagues to do that. And in person, it's, it, it, I don't want to say it happened more naturally, but, you know, walking to the next room, you're having a meeting in, for me, you know, walking around to make sure that the environment is safe and clean and, you know, um, what I'm doing as the director, when I'm walking around, just, you know, sharing a, a, a brief break when I see a colleague asking them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And naturally things come up and it's it's these short little, I don't know, like a little zap to get you back into focus of the next meeting you're going to have or the next session that you're going to have with a patient. Yeah. I, I mean, for me personally, I think that was one of the things that I really missed the most was just like, you know, you you're working in an office every day, you develop friendships with your coworkers and just having that 10 minute chat about, you know, nothing or, or family or how they're doing or, you know, the vacation they went on or whatever. It definitely breaks up the day and just makes it more fun. I don't know. Yeah. And there are some funny situations that happen. There's difficult situations that happen. And, you know, I think when you're in person, most of us that chose to work in this field, you know, love being with people, Mm -hmm. um, feed off the energy of other people. And I think you might take more breaks if you have a team member like say, hey, you want to go take a a short walk? Yeah. Um, Looks like maybe you had a tough interaction. Um, you know, or is there anything you you know need to vent about or get some support with? So I think that's really critical. I heard this anecdote one time that one thing that smokers get right is that they take a break, right? Like they go outside and they have their smoke for five, ten minutes or whatever. Um, one of the many health benefits of smoking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only benefit, really. But I do remember, I've read some articles that said, like, I mean, in terms of your mental health, that is one thing that they really get right, is that they just kind of, you know, take that five to 10 minutes to decompress, have some time to themselves, and then come back in and do whatever they were doing. I mean, it seems like this is kind of the same idea. Absolutely. I would love to say this term fresh air break, you know, it doesn't flow from the tongue, right? right? Um, But I, I... you know, I've definitely with some of my colleagues, we've talked about that. They do get it, you know, if you're taking that break and whatever it might be, um, fresh air breaks. I got to come up with a better title for that. <laughs> yeah. Just encouraging, encouraging it to be a part of your day. Totally. Yeah. You, you, you know, hey, I've been in this chair. Um, mm-hmm. We all know, you know, it's it's not good for us to be sitting most of our day, right. yeah. you know, um, and get up and move. So I, I always feel like if you have like a buddy, a, a colleague that might know, hey, I haven't seen that person outside of their office in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's take a break together. Um, I have some team members that'll, you know, take a walk. There's some beautiful areas outside of um, the Morristown office and where people just walk outside. Okay, so uh, really one thing that you would say to prioritize is taking small breaks during the day when you can. What else? What else could people do to sort of prioritize their mental health? So I feel in the environment that we work in, what makes us different is we work as a team in a milieu. 
So, you know, it, it's tying into the, the breaks where I'm encouraging, you know, staff to, you know, su get support from one another. So I feel working as a team and, you know, a tip around teamwork, if you are alone on your own island, I just don't think that we can give the best care if we're not supporting one another. So mm -hmm. one of the things I think is really critical for good mental health for the mental health worker, if you will, is working in a team in some way. Okay, so you said that we work in a milieu. Can you just explain what that is for people who have never heard that word before? Sure. So there's many mental health practitioners that, you know, work individually and see clients one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. They may have colleagues or they may get supervision, but they don't work in, in the milieu and work as a team. So the, the teams at Princeton House work to provide group therapy and help our patients live their best life, meet their goals. And this milieu, we support one another. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a culture that comes from leadership down to the clinicians and the team. We, you know, we bounce ideas off one another. We have case conferences where we talk about what's the best patient care, where where should we go to help support support a patient. And I think that can really help your mental health when you're working with a highly acute patient population. Mm -hmm. Instead of being, when I say like alone on that island, you can come together as a team and say, I had a really difficult group. I just had this experience where I have someone who, you know, they've been thinking about ending their life. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to talk about, but that's, we're meeting our patients at their worst. So if you're coming to work and working with someone who's at the lowest point, you're the staff are so dedicated, Andy. I just, it, it, you know, really is very gratifying what the teams do day in and day out to mm -hmm. me. And I just think to help support them, we've tried to, you know, make sure that there's group supervision. So that milieu, what I really just am, am sharing is, I think it sets us apart that we work together as a team. Mm -hmm. And it's one of, one of the tips that I think can really you know, help improve mental health in the work environment is when you work as a team. I totally agree with you. I'm also wondering if we can maybe broaden this a little bit to not just include people who work in the mental health field. I mean, I think a lot of this also applies to really pretty much any job you have. I mean, if I think of working together as a team, a lot of it too is like showing gratitude. So like one thing that I like to do is like send emails and CC like the supervisor on it whoever the supervisor is, as well as the employee that I'm thanking, just to say, you know, thanks for whatever, this small thing that you did, or maybe this big thing that you did, but just to know, sort of let the person know that you see it and you appreciate it. Can you think of any yeah. other ways that you could go about like doing, like showing some gratitude to somebody, or is there any other way that you would apply sort of this teamwork mentality to traditional work? Yeah, I feel like in the any work setting, what sometimes people are craving is knowing they're doing a good job mm -hmm. and, you know, getting feedback and hearing what someone is, you know, thankful for that maybe they noticed something that you did. Um, maybe you took something on, you just saw that there was a need there. Um, so I feel like reaching out, thanking a colleague, recognition, 
who doesn't want to be recognized mm-hmm. when you've, you know, supported someone or, you know, it's not always just hearing about it from a manager. You, you know, I think your colleagues and who you're working on in a team or just whatever environment it might be saying thank you. Mm. And it's, it's not something that I think is done enough. And it, it does improve your own mental health if your work culture is an environment where there's gratitude that's there. So um, we, you know, in our environment where we work, that's a culture that's, you know, I work very hard to maintain. And I hire team members who, you know, they reach out and say thank you. We send, it's called like a, a high five. Um, so electronically, it's, we can send a funny meme, have a little, you know, message, and then everyone can see it. It's quick. You know, um, Andy, we constantly hear people don't have time, right? Mm. You know, your home life is very busy. And hang on, I, there is validity to that too. Um, Absolutely. It, I Absolutely. mean, I think with all this stuff that we're probably going to talk about today, there's, the definitely validity it, like even before when we were talking about like taking breaks i was thinking back to you know when i had stressful experiences at work as a therapist and or you know you're managing crises or whatever and it's like in those moments it's really hard to find the time to take breaks especially when you know you have like 10 things that you have to do in a in a relatively quick period of time and god only knows what the situation is so anyway i I hear you and I totally and I agree but also I mean the other side of that coin is that there's definitely validity to that sometimes that, that it's hard to find the time. Exactly. You know, I would never say to someone, you know, oh, come on, of course there's time. Right, right, right. No, there there really is a, a tight timeline. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're working with people, so you know in in mental health or whatever field, but when, when it's someone's life, you know, in, in a hospital environment, it's natural to put someone else's needs and our patient care needs above our own. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in any work setting, but particularly in the caring professions, it's, it's really critical to say there may not be a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think what I'm sharing is earth shattering. Someone would say, sure, of course, I know I need to take a break, but when am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. And when, when I shared that I like invite the room that I'm with to it, make it normalize that, you know, you should take a break. That's, that's what I'm more, you know, mm-hmm. in encouraging others to just say, Hey, maybe I could reach out to a colleague and say, you know, hey, just wanted to check in, say how you're doing. Makes sense. You know? Yeah. And also, I think a big part of what you're talking about is like creating that culture where you want people to take breaks and take care of themselves as often as they can. Right. You're not always going to be able to take a break if you're in the middle of dealing with some kind of crisis situation. But 95% of the time, you're not going to be dealing with a crisis situation. And and in the times where you are, you can take a break after that situation resolves itself. Another thing that came to my mind when you were speaking was just, I think one of the awesome things about working in this field is that, I I should say for myself, I've had periods of time where, you know, I guess in any job, if you're there for a long, I just told you I was here for 10 years, but in any job, if you're there for a long time, you have periods where you're like, I'm kind of bored. You know, I I feel like I've, I've learned everything there is to learn or, you know, I've done everything there is to do in this position. I'm just kind of coasting. One of the benefits of working in a mental health field, and 
I would imagine this applies to some of the other fields as well, is that, you know, there's never really a shortage of new things that you can learn or new techniques you can learn or new, um, you know, trainings that might be interesting to you. Um, so I, I guess one of the things that you can always kind of do if you're finding yourself getting into that place is kind of challenging yourself to get interested in, in a new thing or explore a new area that has always sort of seemed interested in you and you just never really took the um, took the first step to getting more information about it. Yeah, I absolutely. What, what I feel like you're talking about is, you know, being engaged, mm-hmm. right? So I think um, a really critical tip for your mental health, you know, at work is what can I learn this year? You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's not once a year that you stop and reflect. Um, I just had a birthday that I didn't think was going to bother me, but maybe it did bother Happy me birthday. a little bit. So, um, so that bigger birthday, thank you, uh-huh. um, that bigger birthday <laughs> number had me saying, hey, you know, I've been in my, you know, work career here in one job for a long time. You know, how can I challenge myself to learn something new? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really is important to your mental health if you can find something to be creative with at your workplace and challenge your brain. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, the way that I would put it. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, Maybe it's, one small area that you say, okay, I'm going to encourage myself this year to try something new. In, in, you know, the helping profession, we all have continuing education credits. I don't just mean go to a training. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's talk to a colleague, talk to a boss and say, you know, I want to push myself in a different area. Those that know me well, Andy, I'm not the most fearless person. I, I wish I you know, took more risks. Um, well, you're taking my, one today. Taking one today. Um, <laughs> so I know that when I think about good mental health for young adults um, and kids growing up is I love to see someone who's more fearless and mm-hmm. they try new things. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's awesome. You know, I think it's it's so wonderful. And it's not exactly my temperament. So I work hard at telling people in my life if I'm, you know, holding myself accountable to Mm. try something new and um, challenge your, challenge your brain, try something, kind of get in there and, um, you know, think of something you want to improve and just take one step. So there's, you know, a really cool quote from Martin Luther King that I, you know, think about with this one. And he said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just take the first step. And Mm. I think, I overthink many things, Andy, and, you know, it doesn't have to be huge, maybe just one little step. And Mm -hmm. then I find the creativity kind of spikes and you go try something new. You know, it's like, um, it's like if we're treating somebody who's depressed, right? It's like the, the more, a little bit of forward motion creates more forward motion and then more forward motion. And then hopefully at some point you're feeling a lot better because all those little steps led to more steps you know that's um, right and actually before we move on Donna I just want to tell you 30 is not that bad thank you so it, much it's not that uh, bad you know, you know? <laughs> in this scenario you started working at Princeton House when you were 10 so right. that must have been right. quite a journey 
Uh, uh, and they took a risk, you know, hiring a ten-year-old. I, <laughs> I, I thank, I thank the team for bringing me on. Then, but yes, thank you. <laughs> they took a real risk. <laughs> okay, so this idea of sort of challenging yourself, continuing to educate yourself, obviously very important. And I, I think that if we're thinking about this in terms of mental health, that would probably and correct me if I'm wrong, but my guess is that that would, like I said before, sort of prevent that feeling of boredom from creeping in or just feeling stagnant. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, it sounds really cheesy, but, you know, where can you have fun? Mm -hmm. Um, It's um, difficult work, um, any work environment, but, you know, in what we're talking about with mental health right now, your mental health in any workplace, but when you're a mental health professional, there's not, you know, some time in the day, we've talked about that, to have lighter moments. So I've tried to have something that's light, brings fun, but then doesn't add more stress to the workday. Mm. So it's, you know, it can sound However, it's going to sound, I'll share it with you. So for the the Morristown site, we have, you know, some funny memes that we'll share, kind of Friday memes, if you will, the um, Friday funnies. And um, one of my team members, she's just really good at finding like the right meme that conveys what <laughs> what might be going on uh-huh. at, at that very moment. And I've, I've even used, there's a poll function on uh, the Teams platform that we're using and um, I'll throw a, a you know a, a fun poll you know around the holidays I think we put you know what's your favorite holiday movie when the weather started to get more beautiful we talked about where's your favorite place you would go on a road trip um, or who would you take with you look it's like the same thing I was talking about before about like having those random 10 minute side conversations with your coworkers, like it's just enjoying sort of being around people and, you know, hopefully you like the majority of the people that you work with, but it's just sort of enjoying that experience. It sounds like. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, yeah, I I couldn't agree more as you know. All right, Donna, any other tips before I let you go here today? I love talking to you and um, I think maybe I'll do this again. I would love to. (laughs) So, and maybe I'm not challenging myself so much because people who know and love me know that I like to talk a lot. So um, <laughs> maybe I need to challenge myself a little, something else as well. So we will. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Come back in a couple months. We'll find a way. Andy, that sounds great. <laughs>